0: Welcome to the Single Well Podcast. My name is Dr. Mila, and I am a family doctor turned wellness transformation coach. I created the Single Well for Christian single women and moms who want to learn how to simply incorporate wellness practices into their daily lives. After having a baby, getting divorced, and years of struggling with weight gain and declining health, I went searching for a natural weight loss solution. But instead, I discovered that true health was found in leveraging my spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, and relational wellness. Listen in to gain the tools and mindset to start developing your own unique wellness strategy. Let's do this! Please note the information shared on the Single Well podcast is meant for informational purposes only and is not meant to replace the advice of your personal physician or healthcare practitioner. Please consult your personal medical professional before embarking on or implementing anything discussed on the podcast. listening to Pivot and Bloom, where you will be empowered to change your mindset, flourish in your body, and fully engage in your own wellness revolution. I am your host, Camila Marie, MD. The content shared in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. Be sure to always consult with your physician on any and all of your personal health matters. To talk today about the anatomy of a pivot. Um, if you've been listening to Pivot and Bloom um, throughout this past year, I thank you first of all for uh, continuing to come back and hear what I have to say, and I guess have to say. But um, I wanted to talk about, you know, what is involved in that uh, pivot and what kind of leads to to that. And so, for me. Um, Many of you may not know, but I am preparing to make quite a big pivot um, in my personal life um, as far as my career is concerned. And I am very, very close to um, ending the time with the uh, job I've had for 18 years, essentially, and just making a major career pivot, um, and I'll talk more about that as time goes on. Um, you've probably noticed that I've been talking to um, a lot of people, um, some physicians who are in the business of helping physicians pivot. And I think it's really important. Uh, I think that um, something that has come up quite often is, you know, well, you you have all this training and you're just going to leave it there. Um, and, and it's just so, so far, so far from that Um We, as physicians, do indeed have a lot of training, some more than others, depending on your specialty. You know, you may train for multiple years before you actually are able to be out on your own doing what you set out to do in the beginning. And it's a long road, and it's an expensive road, (laughs) and it costs you relationships in some cases. And there's just a lot that we give up to become physicians. Um, That it's sad that. Once you decide to make that change, that everybody feels that that's the only thing that you can do with your degree. And what I've learned is that there's so much more that I can do with my medical training and my medical degree and the experience um, that has come along with that. And so um, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Psalm 37, verse 4. And I'm going to read it in a couple different translations because I think it's it's just beautiful. Um, but it it's a verse that I wasn't I didn't I didn't understand um, when I first heard it, um, and it took took some time and uh, some spiritual formation to take a different um, you know definition or a different uh, interpretation of what it's really saying. So in the New International Version, the verse reads: Take delight in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. In the Passion Translation, it says, Find your delight and true pleasure in Yahweh. And he will give you what you desire the most. Give God the right to direct your life. And as you trust him along the way, you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. And then in the Message Version, it says, Get insurance with God and do a good deed. Settle down and stick to your last. Keep company with God. Get in on the best. Open up before God. Keep nothing back. He'll do whatever needs to be done. He'll validate your life in the clear light of day and stamp you with approval at high noon. So, when I first heard this, or when I, you know, you hear it all the time, it's a very popular verse, but, you know, my thoughts behind it were. You know, those things that you think you want early on in life and then you get older and either you continue to want those things or you may, that may shift a little bit. Um, things such as, you know, having a family, getting married, um, finishing, you know, school for me, that was a big one, um, becoming a physician, um, you know, having a home, all of those things are things that we think of early on in life um, in your own, you may have your own version of that, that, uh We feel our our deepest heart's desire, you know, our things that we just really would love for it to happen is what we see for our life. But what I didn't realize about those things is that those are planted by God. Um, And so it's not so much something that you came up with off the top of your head and that you just like, it's something that he put within you so that you can share your gifts and talents with the world. And so when I started to think of it that way, it was really a, mind, a mindset shift of, wow, like, so the things that I am passionate about, the things that I find that I can't unsee or can't let go of as far as, you know, fixing things and reversing injustices in the world and all of that, um, you know, those are things that were planted by God, which makes them all the more special. And so in this time of transition, it's important to me to really talk about and think about, um, God's hand in all of this and really, um, you know, give him credence to what I thought (laughs) that I came up with on my own. Um, and the, the cool thing about this is that, you know, he gives you these desires, but he gives you he equips you for them. He he fully equips you for being um, vocal and doing the things um, that allow you to walk in your obedi- in obedience and to walk in your purpose. Um, and this is this is what I'm most excited about is just that um, communion with him and understanding that where I am now was all orchestrated, all planned, and He knew. From the time I was conceived that this was where I would be. Um, Of course, it doesn't look that way to us. We think that, you know, we have our lives all planned out and we're going to do things a certain way. And God kind of laughs at that, you know, um, There's just so much that you can do or should do in the world. And I encourage you, if you're listening to this, to just start thinking about that. You may be doing that very thing that God put you here for. Um, but you may not. And there may be some reasons that you're not doing them. And trust me, um, it is not easy to, it was not easy to make this decision. Um, I wrestled with God about this. Um, you know, I remember just thinking it over and thinking it over, and I already overthink, so this was not, <laughs> not good. Um, but just thinking it over, thinking how it would impact everybody involved, thinking about how it imp- impact me and my family and my child and, you know, just everything. Um, and it was hard because there's some worldly things that go along with a leap. You know, there's, you know, insurance and benefits and all of those things that, you know, you have to consider um, how that will be different um, when you move uh, move on and when you change things. So, but with faith, um you know god is in control god has overcome the world and i fully realize that and realize that my life is in his hands and that my life is not my own that um he gives me the desire so that i will pursue this boldly that i will want to do things um with confidence that i will you know move forward and and, and create things that will change lives um at his will um You know, but that I had to let go of some worldly things as well and think about, you know, the bigger picture, the long term goal, the uh, how I would look, you know, or how my life would look when I'm in my 60s and 70s. And, and, you know, that really gave me a lot of clarity, um, thinking about the future and what kind of legacy I want to leave um, from this portion of my life, but also... You know, nearing the end of my life when I'm hopefully, you know, in my 90s or 100s, (laughs) when when I'm starting to think about end of life stuff. But, you know, really thinking about being able to reflect at that point on where I've come from and what I've accomplished and what I've done with um, God's grace. And so um, this has just been a very interesting season. Uh, Something that also happens when you say yes to God is doors and windows and we joke cabinets and everything flies open and people start to approach you and want you to do things and start asking you uh, to do those very things that you've been desiring to do. And it's pretty cool. Um, You know, I have to be cautious that I'm not uh, overextending, that I'm not saying yes to too much. But it's absolutely joyful, the things that I get to do um, at this point, because I've been uh, diligent in following God and and allowing him to direct my life. Um, So it's an amazing time. Uh, It is a very scary time in some ways. (laughs) There's a lot to do. Um, Pretty much everything in my life is shifting at the same time. And I thought that would be unsettling, but it really is, is not. It's really a good thing. It's uh, a time for me to really start to focus on um, how my life and my son's life will look, um, how our lifestyle needs to shift, um, starting to really embrace uh, him growing up. Um, you know, he'll be seven this year and trying to really cherish these moments while he's still little while he still has a kid face you know um and thinking about what what he's going to do with his life and how i can be instrumental in that and sometimes you have to make tough decisions to um to do that Um, we have been able to throughout the pandemic have been able to keep him home at least for that early part of 2020 when the pandemic first hit, and you know it was only a couple months that he was actually out of school. Um, counting summer, it was a few months, um, and he went back to school full time in the fall. And I realized that being able to not have to have him with um, a sitter or have him going somewhere that I felt was unsafe or any of that during that time, and, and now it's been a full year where he is going to school, but we also are able to. Keep him home when there is no school. Um, and, and, and what a blessing that is. Because um, I know everybody doesn't have that option. Um, no, we don't have a nanny or anything like that. <laughs> but when I've had to shift my schedule recently, um, my best friend stepped in and they helped me out a lot with him. Um, and we all, me and his dad and his whole village, work together to just make sure he has what he needs. But I know that. As his mom, um, there's some things that I need to be focused on with him and I need to be present for him um, in a way that I didn't think I didn't think um, would would happen um, as far as being a parent and having a flexible schedule to some extent over the years since I had him, but then realizing that even that wasn't flexible enough for me to parent the way that I feel I need to parent. and so, Taking this leap is really involves him. Um, he's a big part of it. Um, he is a huge part of it. <laughs> and, um, you know, just wanting to enjoy the time because in no time he'll be going off to college and, you know, having his own family. And it seems like those things happen overnight. And so to me, that's one of the most important, if not the most important part of this leap. So the anatomy of a leap Involves the change in those desires, right? So, you know, you start to think about things when you're little. Um, When I was four, I started talking about wanting to be a doctor, did not like the doctor, um, had no doctors in my family at the time. So I know it was a calling. I know that that was God setting that foundation uh, for what I would do at this point in my life, which is really cool to think about. Um, But those desires shifted over the years and I started to see things. I started to understand uh, chronic disease and nutrition and things that were affecting me personally, but also affecting my patients and my community. And I started to have a real big issue with, you know, how are we going to fix this? How are we going to keep people from getting sick and staying sick? Um, And for a long time, I thought there wasn't any way to fix that or to improve that. And once I learned that there were options, Um, I couldn't unsee it. I couldn't change that uh, perspective. And I was like, I have to do something about this. I have to start educating and empowering people to make these changes, um, to have the information. If they never use it, that they at least have the information to change, to um, have options to transform. And so a second uh, part of the leap or the anatomy of a leap is a change in mindset. And so a lot of times we have these, you know, ideas, ideals, um, values, all of these things that are ingrained in us. And a lot of times we feel they're permanent, that they're things that don't change and you just this is just how I am and this is how it will always be. But what I found that it is when you really are open minded and you think about things openly. And you have your stance and you have your opinion, which you should have. But when you start to really think about how you want um, your life to look and and how things affect other people or affect those around you, your mindset shifts. You start to realize that everything you thought you knew um, is not set in stone. You know, there's a lot of things that change and, and, and morph into other things. And you have to think about, you know, you shifting with that um, and starting to see things in a different way. And so those big mindset shifts are also um, a, a part of a leap. And the third one is priorities. You know, I talked um, about my son, and um, he's always been a priority for me. But um, sometimes, you know, we if I'm transparent... You know, we uh, will sit uh, with our kids and we're sitting, physically sitting with them, but we're on our device, they're on their device. And that's not really (laughs) spending time with them. And I'm guilty of it. I'm as guilty of it as the next person, Um, especially with everything I have going on. I'm constantly on this app and that app and trying to interact with people and make sure this gets done and that gets done. But what does that meaningful time look like? How am I shifting my life and my time to truly make him a priority in everything that I do. And then there's also my the priority of my spirituality and God and, and really making time for God. Um, as much as I uh, lean on uh, my faith and it is a big pillar of my life, um, I have to make time for that as well, make time for God and think about... Um, how he's made a huge difference in my life, and having my my calendar and my time and my headspace reflecting that accurately um so if you're listening to this, um I'm kind of just rambling on about the sleep. <laughs> There's so much to think about and talk about when you make a leap, and we think of the logistics we think of like well, what will my insurance look like and how what kind of job will I have and how will I build this business or whatever it is that you want to do that's different? How will I um, take care of this or that? If I go, you know for some people, a leap involves taking on a different position where they don't have the flexibility and the seniority they had in a position before, and so that changes how they do how they live their lives and all of those things. I mean, you can talk about this forever. but at the end of the day, you have to just do what's right for you what God's calling you to do, um, and what feels right, what is, what feeds your soul, what type of work um, helps you to hop out of bed in the morning, you know, Um, and you can use the skills that you already have, of course, to make that happen. And you can use the creativity that's within you to make that a reality. But don't allow minor things to stop you from fully moving in your purpose. Um, And, you know, even though they seem major at the time, they really are minor things. They're things that can be worked out, things that can be adjusted. And a lot of times they're actually better (laughs) in the long run. But start to research, start to think about it and don't spend too much time researching because that will also stall you. But just start to think about what your ideal life would look like. Um, And it's a constantly evolving thing, a constantly changing thing. What would your ideal life look like? What could you spend time doing that you, if you never made a penny doing it, you would be perfectly content? Um, what is that thing that if you helped one person in that area, you would feel fulfilled? Um, just think about that. Think about it frequently. Pray about it. Um, you know, journal it. Whatever you need to do uh, to to take that pivot or leap um, and walk fully in your purpose is key to um your happiness and your success in life as always take care of you this has been pivot and bloom with camila marie md if you loved what you heard in this episode be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever your pods are cast and leave a review on itunes Until next time. This has been the Single Well Podcast. For more information on what you just heard, please visit us on Facebook or Instagram at the single Well, or you can email us at thesinglewell at gmail.com.